0: Hello and welcome back to the Red Dirt Road podcast. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting this podcast. You know, we about a couple months ago towards the uh, sometime during the summer had a bit of a uh, dip in the listens, the streams. It wasn't doing real great and I figured that, that probably had something to do with just summer, you know, I think people probably doing more things outside, you know, not really maybe listen to podcasts quite as much. I'm not sure. But recently, and and before that, sort of uh, in the spring and early summer, we've gotten a lot of listens. And I want to thank everyone. Please continue, you know, sharing this podcast, listening, you know, tell a friend that's into country music specifically, you know, real country music. I say real country music because that's kind of a, a wide uh, wide range of different eras and things like that, you know, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, all the way up to Ronnie Dunn and even past then, current artists, you know, John Party. You know, I'm not one of those guys that's hating on all new country music, John Party, hey, man. He's he's good. I like him. Hopefully, he continues that. And some a lot of indie country artists right now doing really well on the Canadian side and the the American side. <clears throat> so I just kind of wanted to run through before we get into this episode some things. It's by the way, it's Sunday right now, one p.m. Well. Actually, a little bit before 2 p.m. I got the the football game on. My Cleveland Browns play uh, a little bit later around 4 o'clock, but I got the Bengals-Packers on right now. 6-7, to pretty close game. Check out my football podcast, The Fake Punt. If you've not already, we dive into a lot of pretty detailed football analytics and stuff like that. But, yeah, so some of the records, so our daily record for streams – I'm not sure sh- I don't think that I told people this on this podcast yet. 77 streams we got back on May 9th of this year. Mostly to do I believe with the Hollerboy Boy episode that we put out. It's been extremely popular. We might have to go back to another Upchurch episode. Yeah, 77 streams our weekly record was 130 until this last week got up to 149 and then actually this past week uh, yeah this past week 205 is our streaming record now and then we've got another couple of records that are just like ongoing so there for this current time period uh, the 2 week record we have is 255 And that's continuing to go through this two-week span. And our monthly record is at 435, previously 355. So we're about to break our one-month streaming record by probably 100 streams, which is pretty incredible. You know, um, I did not think that this podcast would be this successful, quite honestly. I thought I had a chance to to get some listens, but I, you know, you you never know. I mean, I've got two podcasts. This one is much more popular than the other. So thank, thank you all. Thank you all. I just wanted to say that. Now we are going to get into this Tom T. Hall song. That's how I got to Memphis. You know, he passed away in August of this year. And I encourage everyone to listen to Cocaine and Rhinestones. It's a fantastic podcast that they've got some episodes on Tom T. Hall. And that this is not going to be a an in depth breakdown of Tom T Hall, really. Hopefully, it will be a, what you would consider an in depth breakdown of this song. But that's basically it. And um, you know, he he was a he was a fantastic songwriter. They called him the storyteller. I encourage everyone to go back listen to listen to his music. You know, there's this song in particular is covered so many times you know that that's why it's a great song is it's, 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 it's so well-written, you know, wagon wheel is, you know, the old crow medicine show. And then Darius Rucker performs it. Well, it's got great writing. So that's a big reason for that success. So here's some facts. And by the way, I'm going to be talking about the Tom T hall version, you know, the, the, the man who created it, the original version, And then the Ronnie Dunn version. So I'm not really going to get into much else. So this is currently on Spotify, his most popular song. And it looks like overall his most popular song on Spotify. 16 million streams. Written, of course, by Tom T. Hall. It was released off of his 1969 album. Hopefully hopefully I get this right here. Ballad of $40 and his other great songs. And the Ronnie Dunn version is much newer. It's the third song off Ronnie Dunn's album, Redone, which was released uh, last January, January of 2020. It is the last, the most previous album that Ronnie Dunn has released. It's a long album. I think there's 24 songs, almost an hour and a half in length. And it's entirely of covers. It's got rock song, country songs, and this, this song, he is a country song, but ironically, he uh, actually performs it more in kind of a country rock kind of a sound, which really Ronnie Dunn has over the last... I mean, even when they were Brooks and Dunn, you know, since the turn of the century, they've sort of been a country rock, a little bit more of a sound. And then really when he, in 2010... Or whatever it was in the 2010s when he started to come out with his, his albums. He's really had a country rock sound. So that's kind of what this is. So, a bit of a breakdown of this song. It's got a, and, I, and I, I, I sort of just broke it down by the original version. So there, there could be some, some slight variances, but in general, it, it should be pretty similar. It's got a 10 second guitar picking intro. Uh, the Ronnie Don version doesn't really have that. Uh, it's it's more of a electric, electric guitar usage. Pull up this Word document here. So the first verse, it says, if you love somebody enough, you'll follow wherever they go. That's how I got to Memphis. And then it, it famously, I'm not sure if this is something that Really has been used before or since this, uh, or or uh, what? Uh, yeah, if, if this has really been used much at all, but famously repeats the name of the song twice in every every few lines. So it says, "That's how I got to Memphis," and then there's a little brief pause, and then he says it again, and very very repetitive like that throughout the song. But you know, for some reason, it doesn't feel repetitive when you listen to it you know a lot of a lot of songs these days are repetitive this one in it, it by by rule is but it doesn't feel that way i'm not really sure why maybe if you listen to a bad version of it maybe it would but you know tom t hall with that with that very soothing voice and it doesn't doesn't feel repetitive It feels good it sounds good and uh you know the style of writing in this first verse is somewhat indirect in these first couple lines. You know, it's sort of hypothetical, talking about if you love somebody enough, uh, you know, this and that. And uh, you, many people come from come away from this verse, saying that the the man went to Memphis and uh, to find this woman that he loves. Really, it's this next, what I would consider the chorus. I don't know if there's a true chorus in this, but I guess it would be this next few lines. He says. Uh, it's a more of a direct approach here, less hypothetical. He says, "I know you'd, I know if you'd seen her, you'd tell me because you're my friend." So clearly, he tells us that he's he's looking for someone here. Uh, it says, uh, "If you tell me that she's not here, I'll follow the trail of her tears." That's how I got to Memphis. And so, you know, he tells us that he's in Memphis. He says that uh, clearly he's made some sort of a mistake in their relationship and the girl, you know, this bad breakup, she's crying, she moved away. The second verse, he says that she would get mad, and she used to say that she'd come back to Memphis someday. So this verse kind of tells us that, you know, this woman used to live in Memphis, some kind of history in Memphis, talked about going back with him prior to the breakup, I guess, and Oh, it also says that he's not been eating well or sleeping well in three days and nights. I kind of like that it says three days and nights because he could have just said, you know, hasn't been eating or sleeping well in three days. But he just just a little extra three days and nights. And the song, it's got a little bit after this, but in general, it sort of ends uh, by saying That he's not going to rest until he tells her he loves her and finds out uh, why she left. So my recap of it doesn't sound actually super interesting, but I think it's got really good writing. I think there's a reason why so many people have covered it, and I think that's it. I think it's a great song. I went back, you know, I knew of Tom T. Hall before, before he had passed away. Knew the song, obviously, knew... Yeah, a couple other songs. He's got a song called "I Like Beer," some other song about hogs. I think I've heard of those songs before, but really was no expert on Tom T. Hall, to say the least. And when he passed away, I went and listened to a ton of his music. Of course, I always listen to the the Spotify. This is uh, would be this is Tom T. Hall, and. I think this is his best song. It's his most popular one, but I really do think it's his best work. He's got some other ones. I like that hog one. That one's, that one's funny. He's got a lot of, a lot of humor in his music, which I always think is great for country music that it, that does it well. So here's my sort of my opinion. Actually, I just kind of have been uh, giving it right now. Not much, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about the, Tom T. Hall version. I think it's a fantastic song, great song. Probably one of the, you know, what top one hundred country songs all time. Maybe I mean one of the best country songs that we've done on this podcast right here. And I think it's great that he himself performed this song and did it great. You know, I think that's what that's what makes it all come together is that, you know, he played the song and just did it really well. I think his voice fits the song very well you know he's got this the storyteller the grandfather with the grandchild sitting on the grandfather's lap sort of a telling a story type thing and uh, i think it works out well the ronnie dunn version on the other hand you know ronnie dunn's tom's voice does is no match for ronnie dunn but i think tom's voice it it, it goes really well for his uh his version I think Ronnie Dunn's voice is really incredible that he his voice is still this good at this point in his mid-60s when the song was probably recorded. And I honestly think it's probably better voice than when I saw him at a, this concert um, this past month, which was live, but still. A lot more usage of the electric guitar and electric kind of rock sound overall. So I really... Would say I like the Ronnie Dunn version. It's probably one of the better songs on his uh, redone album, but not better than the Tom T. Hall version. That's probably my favorite one. And yeah, I, I think Amarillo, Amarillo by Morning is the George Strait song that Ronnie Dunn covers. Probably no coincidence that that is the first song on that album. I think that one he. I think he probably does that one the best, I would have to say, but, you know, hopefully we'll dive into that song or dive into that album eventually in, in the original versions. But yeah, that's going to be it for us today. I don't really know how, this, how long this was. Hopefully it wasn't too long. And I'm actually going to get right back into it and record another one right after this. Get into... Uh, I think getting into some Jerks Bentley, I actually just saw him in concert. Well, I didn't just see him, but saw him in concert this summer. And so i uh, going to get the opinion of, uh, of Emma, who is also at the concert, hopefully, too. So we'll see you guys next week.